Today on Up for Debate, we have a very special episode. It's the first week of March Madness. Will Will Sean be able to guess what we're talking about tonight? Spoiler alert, he has no idea. It's week one of a month-long special that Sean is soon to be regretting. It's March Madness, week one, and it's coming up now. This is Up For Debate, a uh, podcast where the two hosts agree on pretty much everything. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm joined by my co-host, Sean. Hello, Matt. And we are here. Hello, Sean. We are here to talk about a very special topic tonight that I will be introducing momentarily. But until then, how are we doing today, Sean? You know, Matt, it's very strange because I've talked about previously on the show, I... I personally have done over 500 hours of podcasting myself. And the interesting thing about that, and I've done it with you and with other folks, but the thing about it is I'm always in charge simply by the fact that I run the equipment, I edit and post the show, I many times come up with the concepts. I'm always in the driver's seat. It's just it's just easier that way. It's just I like easier being along for the ride. And that's hey, it's worked out well to this point, but for some bizarre reason I decided to volunteer the idea that you should have your own month because, Matt, I will be honest, some of the show's best episodes were your idea, and some of the worst ones were my idea. So I said, I think Matt deserves a whole month. I can't veto it. I don't even know what we're talking about. It could be a disaster. It could be amazing. I, is, I genuinely, the... and I have to, a full transparency here. This is not a game. This is not a joke. Matt did not <laughs> tell me what we were talking about tonight. It, it, I will be 100% surprised when he reveals it. So, Matt, you are in the driver's seat. You have a whole month just dedicated to Matt. So, own it. Go for it. I'm pretty stoked about it. Uh, like Sean said, I, I do pitch the idea for quite a few of our episodes. Uh, yeah, however, Sean has all the equipment. He's got the... He, I wouldn't know... You know what? If it were up to me, this podcast would not be heard by anyone. And that's honestly, let's let's face it, it's probably for the best. But <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, uh, the uh, some of the some of the episodes we've come up with uh, in the past have been have been uh, uh, good episodes. And I feel like the best our best work so far, Sean, has been the ones where we where we basically riff off of things that we have no business talking about I mean, whatsoever. That's like eighty percent of podcasts, but sure, yeah, that's right. I agree. Um, Things that we have no virtually no background in, virtually no interest in. That's honestly that's some of my favorite content that we've made are things that we don't have an interest in coming in, but then we somehow develop an like a we develop like a a following for it. Like a like when what we read about it, we get into it. I guess the 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 first thing that comes to mind for me is the XFL. Sure. I mean that James was Bond, that, I think, is a good example. James as Bond well. series, indeed. Yep. We do well, our book clubs. There, I've yep. read some books that I, I don't think I would have ever read. I would have ever even picked up if it wasn't for this show. So some of that stuff, the baking challenge, right? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I tried and – You're not going to spray that on me, are you? failed at making um, fa very fancy French cookies that um, – I will be trying to make, recreate 
at least once or twice in, in this kitchen. I, I don't know. But, um, uh, yeah. So, the, so those are, those are some of my favorite, my favorite times, the, the, uh, the, the, the challenge episodes and things like that. Now, don't worry. Don't, don't, don't fret. This week is not a challenge episode. I was about to run to my kitchen. I was afraid I'd have to start baking here. Nope. No, no challenge here. Okay. Um, I can't promise anything for later in the month, but there's no challenge today. I figured out we would, I figured we would just ease into March madness nice and, and calmly with, with today's topic. Um, Sean. Yo. Yo. Yo, yo. Is Are you teaching me like another language or something? Is this, what is it? Yo, yo, ma. This whole episode is about the great orchestra uh, cellist, yo, yo, ma. For those of you at home, if you're watching the video feed, Sean is, he's, we went into the full face palm right now. Don't not, worry, Sean. It's coronavirus. I'm not supposed to even touch my face, man. That's right. And and you, now you're infected. Oh, Don't worry. It's, it's not Yo-Yo Ma. Do you but know I believe you? talking about yo-yos. Oh, boy. Talking about yo-yos today. On the today's show, it's all about the uh, classic quintessential childhood toy. Sean, have you ever played with a yo-yo before? Very briefly. Never, never to any length. Never to any skill. Um, I have a, as a child of the 90s, I had a very short attention span, still do, um, and a yo-yo was not the kind of thing that could t- keep my attention for long. Now, Matt, it, I, it wouldn't surprise me to learn you were some sort of secret yo-yo expert. <laughs> Are you using this hour to brag about your skills and abilities? Well, Sean, uh, that would be a pretty dumb thing to do on a podcast where people can't actually see me, but... Um, no, I'm I'm actually pretty bad at doing yo-yo stuff. I I wish I was better. It's something that I think I tried as a kid, but never really got into. I thought yo-yos were cool. Like I I owned a bunch of yo-yos, but I never really got good at them. Mm. Uh, matter of fact, I I had one of those like really like cheater yo-yos, the ones with the the like automatic um, spring cylinder in the core. That makes it like the auto reel. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those around? Yeah. Oh yeah. I had I had one of those because I was so bad at regular yo-yo, and I I guess I got that's kind of like the Velcro of yo-yos. So, uh, but I had I had a bunch of normal yo-yos too, and um, I, yeah, I never I never really developed an expertise. But then again, that's why I figure if we talk about them on today's show, maybe we can rekindle. Some of that, um, some of that yo-yo magic. I mean, that's a that's a bold way to put you know? it, but sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm so Matt, I'm game. We're going to talk about those, Sean. There's a, there's a couple of things that you need to know about yo-yos before we get into this. Um, apparently, every every uh, so often, every year, annually since 1932. Um, 1932, way back in London, England, there's been a yo-yo competition. Um, it was suspended until 1990, or it was it was not it was held on and off basically until 1992 when it was made a consistent thing, consistent competition. Um, the most recent location 
It's scheduled to be last year it was in Cleveland, Ohio, but this year coming up, the World Yo-Yo Contest or YWWC. Uh, by the way, all the all the acronyms that have to do with Yo-Yo are really cool because they have <laughs> they have Yo-Yo in and and it's, it's, so you always get like two Ys. Like for example, you got the WYYC. You've got the International Yo-Yo Federation, which regulates this competition, which is the IYYF. Um, you've got the uh, what was the other really good, really good acronyms on this show? Uh, the American Yo-Yo Association, the AYYA or the IYA, is cool. Um. The, anyway, the competition this year is scheduled to be held in Budapest, but they're talking about suspending it oh, because no. of the coronavirus. Yeah. So, Sean, do you know how long the yo-yo has been around? I do, because I just read the Wikipedia article like we normally do on the show. Uh, but but do you want me to tell or you want to explain? Sean, this is Matt month. So I'm going to delegate this okay. like you do every week. And I'm, I want you to explain. Well, sure, Matt. You know, the yo-yo dates back quite a long time before the birth of Christ, in fact. Uh, a Greek vase painting from four, 440 BC shows a boy playing with a yo-yo. Uh, Greek records from the period describe toys made out of wood, metal, or painted terracotta. Um, now, the first actual manufactured yo-yo actually didn't take place until uh, 1928, where when Pedro Flores opened the yo-yo manufacturing company in Santa Barbara, California. Um, yeah, so there you go. Uh, the main difference between uh, the Filipino design popularized by Flores and primitive yo-yos was the way the yo-yo was actually strung. Uh, in the older yo-yo designs, the string is tied to the axle just using a traditional knot. Um, with this technique, the yo-yo just goes back and forth, returns easily, but it's hard to make it sleep, get that spin going. Um, in Flores' more now common design, one continuous piece of string, double the desired length, is twisted around something to produce a loop at one end, which is fitted around the axle. Uh, it's, it's also termed looped slip string. And what that does is instead of tying a knot at the core of the yo-yo itself, what you're actually doing is you're actually looping the string all the way around the core and bringing it all the way back up to the top. Um, and so you're creating a smoother motion at the center when you want it to, to get some more free spin. Yeah. It really surprised me to find out how old the yo-yo was. Dates all the way back to 440 BC. At least that's the first illustration um, of what looks like it could be a yo-yo um, on terracotta discs. Uh, painting of a, of a boy playing with a yo-yo. Here's a fun fact that I pulled right from the Wikipedia. In 1933, yo-yos were banned in Syria because many locals superstitiously blame them for a severe drought. Oh. Um, well, so, I mean, it's possible, right? If all the kids were playing yo-yo and got thirsty, so they drank all the water. Oh, yeah. That's, you know? Yeah. You know what? I think you might have something there. Now it all makes sense. Of course, uh, the, the biggest name in yo-yo, Sean, what's the biggest yo -yo name in yo-yo? Oh, my God. It doesn't get big. Everyone, I think, when they were a kid, owned one of these classic Duncan yo-yos. There you go. Duncan. So Duncan's the biggest name in yo-yo. Um, it, it was invented by entrepreneur, patented by entrepreneur Donald F. Duncan in 1929. Um, he 
po- he's the one that really kind of popularized the the yo-yo. Uh, he kind of like, like the first to really market it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely the first to the first to market it in in the states. Um, it was introduced to the U.S. Um, I think via uh via the uh philippines actually yes correct a filipino immigrant named pedro flores uh-huh. um he was the one that was bought out of course by duncan uh and the yo-yo didn't really see its heyday i think until the 1960s probably po- definitely post-world war ii um it was in the 60s when it really really came out and uh made a big big name for itself there yeah a lot of that can be credited to donald duncan uh and the duncan toy company uh really the first to market it in fact duncan's birthday has been immortalized as national yo-yo day june 6th Mm. uh in addition to duncan you've also got yo-yo factory yo mega um yo mtv raps magic yo-yo top yo you got like Lots of um, lots of different yo-yo brands out there, and the the Duncan yo-yo specifically was an original inductee into the National Toy Hall of Fame in its initial inductee class in 1999. Oh wow! So it was a it was really in a uh, in a class like it's it's very first. Uh, I mean, in, introductory class there. That's yeah, good. well, That's I mean, it, it was right alongside Barbie, Lego, Crayola crayons. The teddy bear. I mean, it doesn't get more crayons? iconic than that. Yes, Crayola crayons. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think. Where Where is the etymology? Here we go. The etymology. The yo-yo probably comes from the Yokano term, yo-yo, or a cognate word from the Philippines. That doesn't really help much. Mm. But anyway... Um, a uh, Webster's Dictionary defines a yo-yo as a thick groove double disc with the string attached to the center axle that is made to fall and rise to the hand by unwinding and rewinding on the string. A condition or situation marked by regular fluctuations from one extreme to another or a stupid or foolish person. That's what a real yo-yo Oh, hey now. That guy. Um, Sean, there are, as you, you may have noticed, there's um, tons of different yo-yo tricks, yo-yo techniques. Yes. Um, walk the dog, around the world. Uh, have you heard of any of these? Yeah, well, you know, if you think about it, uh, yo-yo tricks really are based in two main functions, right? Uh, sleeping or looping. And all tricks are sort of built off of those. Um, sleeping, most common yo-yo throw, just sits and spins at the end of the coil without being pulled back up. Um, looping, on the other hand, um, is uh, different in that um, it keeps the body of two yo-yos, it keeps the yo-yo in constant motion without sleeping. Yeah. Uh, you also have off-string, 
some free hand going on. You've got a couple of different tricks that you could you could do with the yo-yo, different techniques. I've always, it's something I've always kind of been jealous of, just the the ability of some people to to handle the yo-yo. It's pretty cool. Right now, uh, the yo-yo top world records, uh, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, um, a bunch of them are held by Japanese yo-yo wizard Hiroyuki Suzuki. Mm, okay. Um, he has a number of Guinness World Records. Uh, matter of fact, I think he's he's held them. He's held them for a pretty long time too. I think 2010 is when many of these were set. And nobody's been able to beat him. Uh, highest number of simultaneous spinning yo-yos. Um, he's got a, a lot of uh, a lot of ac- If you were to if you were to start a world record for yo-yos, what world record would you uh, would you want to break? I would want to do the person who's yo-yoed the least, so I wouldn't have to do it. Hmm. The least amount of time, or as in like you've never, never would have wanted to have touched a yo-yo before. Exactly. I want to be the person who's the least involved in yo-yoing in history, which I think just doing the show has probably broken my chance to get that record. Yeah, I was. I would say you're probably out of it. Shame. I was actually going to send you a yo-yo, uh, in the mail. Oh, and then I could have hurt myself. But that's what I was afraid of, and then you would be on the you'd be on the IL for the rest of the season. We wouldn't want that. Now, uh, um, Matt, mm-hmm. Matt, can I can I mm-hmm. si- sideline us a little bit for a second yeah. here? Throw throw a uh, throw, uh, call an audible here. Okay. Um, because uh, there, so a Wikipedia, very fun website. <laughs> and one of my favorite things is how Wikipedia pages connect to each other, including at the bottom of every Wikipedia page, there's a section called categories. Categories yo-yos belong in. And there are two of them, and I, I want to do a mini challenge with you. I'll let you choose between circus skills or brands that became generic. Brands that became generic. Yes, or circus skills. Which of those two do you think you could name more of? That's the second one. Hit me with that. Brands that became generic? Yes. Okay, how many do you think you can name? Give me a number. I want you but describe the category a little bit. Uh, Pages in this category begin as brands and registered trade names, but have become generic and ubiquitous, often common use. Uh, Kleenex, I will give you a free example of. And that Kleenex is a brand name, but it's become genericized because we all call it Kleenex. Yeah. All right. Band-Aid is another one, and I'll stop taking them away. But it's things like that that have just become common names. Okay. So So how many do you think you can name? Uh... And spoiler alert, Yo-Yo is one of them. I would say less than 10, but more than five. Okay. So five, five to four. That's All actually right. a pretty, that's a pretty high number, but go uh, ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Okay. Let's see. Uh, um, Windex. Uh, it's not on this list, mm. but I'll give you that one. Cause I call window cleaner Windex as well. Pretty much. I think everybody calls. Uh, I will give you that cleaner on there. Um, let's see. Well, see, Band-Aid, Band-Aid was the one that I was going to go yep. right for. Yep. 
Uh, let's see. What I'm, I guess you got to start broad for this one, like a broad category. I will say a lot of that, household items are on this list. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. A lot of personal care items. Okay. Uh, how about? Oh. No. Give me a give me a hint for one of them. Well, heroin is on this list, but I don't think there was ever a brand <laughs> of heroin called heroin. That's really confusing um, to me. But anyway, um, let's see. On this list. Oh, uh, styrofoam. Styrofoam is one. Yep, that was a yes, brand. Okay. Yeah, that, that just. Like a styrofoam cooler. Yep. Yep, that is uh, definitely one. Not um not like not like Pillsbury, right? Like you say like a Pillsbury. Nobody really says reach into the fridge and get out a Pillsbury. Right. Right. Uh nah, that makes sense. I would say a lot of these are like kind of fifties, sixties product inventions. You know what I mean? Around that time when People start getting clever about products. Yeah. Television? Is that, no, could that be but, one of them? Nope. Nope, that is not one. Uh, you're out of time, Matt. Radiator. No, all right. Now you're just saying words that are coming to your head. No, uh, some examples on this list include breathalyzer, bubble wrap. Oh, that's not a common household item. No, I'm Maybe not saying not all of house. them were. I'm saying some chapstick. Yep. That would have been a good one. Um, escalator. Uh, okay. Jacuzzi. Uh, linoleum. Uh, really? Ziploc. Linoleum's Ziploc's a good example. A Xerox. A Xerox machine. A Xerox. Um, whiteout. Velcro. Tupperware. Taser. Sharpie. Scotch tape. Q-tips, post-its, popsicle, ping pong, oh, among others. I I think I just I just solved my own uh, puzzle here. I was gonna I was going to put out a puzzle. No, no, I don't. I guess I didn't really solve it. Um, I was going to put out a question there to the the audience at home because I I have I don't really know how I would Google this, other than like, I mean I, I already tried to Google different types of yo-yos and I I came up short, um, but there's so the traditional yo-yo has like two half circles basically put together if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's how they're manufactured. Right. Yeah, but but you um, there there are other types of yo-yos that are, I guess they're they're more like inverted. If that makes sense, like you look at the the circles and it looks like the they're like concave. I guess this trick is or con inverse. Convex. They're the inverse yeah. of. But I wondered if that was there was like a special name for that. The closest I found is that there's the Chinese yo-yo, but that is a, that is something totally different. That's got like the the string, and it's got like have you ever seen those? 
It's got like the two sticks. Oh yeah, what are those you called? Have to, like, keep a balanced Chinese oh. yo-yo. Oh, is that what those are called? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm actually not bad at those. The official name is the Diablo. Diablo. Yes, yeah. that's what I knew it as. Yes. The Diablo. The Diablo. But, it's like up there with a uh, devil sticks or spinning plates. It's kind of one of those novelty. Yes. Circus esque. But also called the Chinese yo-yo. The Chinese yo-yo. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I, I remember playing, uh, doing the Chinese yo-yo before. It's not the same, but it's they can be challenging. Matt, let me ask you a broader question about yo-yos because I'm curious your thoughts on this. Yeah. The okay. when I think a yo-yo is essentially a toy. Is it fair to it call is. it that? Absolutely. Okay. I don't know what else you would call it. Well, it, it's this interesting phenomenon of adults who have toys as hobbies, like professional yo-yoers or professional hacky sack players, or um, a third example, professional frisbee throwers, I guess may be another one in that category. Some would say it's an maybe not a full sport, but it is a version of sport that takes a lot of skill to master. Others would say all they've done is held on to childish things as they became adults, and they're really just glorifying what is essentially a toy. Where do you fall on that? Do you, do you think yo-yo is a respectable hobby to have, or do you think we should look down upon those who are into the yo? <laughs> I'm, abs- I'm all for it. I'm absolutely for it. I think it requires some kind of a talent. You know, it's it. Yeah, it's it's a toy, but at the same time, like if you can master it and be really good and break records and be, you know, I think I think there's something to be said for that. So I I would say that it's a uh, I would say it's it's a noble endeavor. Sure, I I, I think it's also kind of a dying art. It's a dying skill. Like how oh, many. For sure. I, I had like I'll be honest, I totally had forgotten about yo-yoing until I came up with the idea for this this podcast. Just totally just did not remember. Well, when was the last time you now, were in a store and even like where would you even buy a yo-yo? Like exactly. Never... I, I, exactly. It's uh I, I think I think it's a worthwhile thing. I, I know we, and previously on this very show we talked a lot about pogs. We did a whole pogs episode. Remember that? That we was did, a while back. No, we did a whole 90s toys episode. Yeah, which, which yes. heavily featured Pogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But also did not really feature yo-yos, if I remember. Well, but a yo-yo's not really a 90s toy. No, that's true. That's, that's, it, it, it's, it's more of a, what did you say, like 60s, kind of timeless, really, as we discussed before. But that's what's but, weird to me about a yo-yo, as we kind of answer this kid versus adult discussion, is should a yo-yo even be a toy for children? Like, is it... Is it really fun for kids? Because it seems not hard necessarily, but it does require, like, compared to, like, a Frisbee or even arguably a hacky sack. I feel like a yo-yo does require more skill. And if we lived in some inverse universe where yo-yos were an adult sport thing first, and then, like, it was weird for a kid to play with one because it's like you shouldn't be playing with that, like, would that be more normal? I don't know. I just don't get why a yo- why like even why olden times kids who didn't have the internet would be excited about a yo-yo. Like, is a yo-yo a good toy? I guess is my question. I think it is. 
I don't think it's a bad toy. I mean, it's it, they're 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 difficult to master, and difficult to use. But that does not I don't sound think fun. That they're, I, I don't <laughs> think that they're bad. I mean, I didn't have fun with yo-yos as a kid because I never took the time. I think it's something that demands it demands some time out of you to to like really get good at it. But if you do, you can end up like famed yo-yo um tournament champion Hiroyuki Suzuki. Oh, I yeah, I remember when he was on the front of the Wheaties box. He was, no, the, he come was on. the world title champion in 2004, 2005, 2006 and 2012. All right, Matt, let me he ask a, you he this. He had a gap between I don't I wonder what happened to him in 07 to uh, It was like an injury thing, like he injured his hand or something. <laughs> yeah, he disappeared from the circuit. He was on the IR. And then he came back and won it in 2012. And all the pictures of him, he's very very emotional when after winning in 2012. So, I don't know what what happened, but Now, Matt, another great topic we covered, we did a whole episode on on this show was competitive eating. That's right. Do you think it's more socially acceptable to be a competitive eating champion or to be a yo-yo champion? Or even which would you rather be? I would rather be probably the yo-yo champion because I think that would do less damage to my physiology. But it would do so much damage to your street cred. <laughs> like, look it? at, like, Badlands Booker. He's got, a, he's, got a, he's got a rap career. You know, Joey Chestnut's a household name. Kobayashi. I totally disagree, Sean. I think it would do wonders for my street cred. You could just hey, whip out a yo-yo. Hey, you want to play yo-yo? If you're, if you're really good at it, you would impress the hell out of a lot of people with your yo-yo but skill. Like, and that's another thing. Like, how do you even show off your yo-yo skill? Like, like competitive eating, you could be like at a restaurant, just be like, hey, I bet I can order five of those and eat all of them. Like, you could brag about it. But like, how weird would it be if you were just hanging out and you're like, you guys want to see some yo-yo tricks? And it's like, no. Well, I think I think with the competitive eating thing, if you demonstrated your skills in competitive eating, people that watched you would be equally impressed and disturbed. Whereas I think with the yo-yo competition, they would be just impressed. I think that disturbed component would not uh, would not be would not even be there. I wouldn't go all the way to impressed with yo-yo. I think it would be more like, huh. Neat. Being a champion of, of, at yo-yo and entering the world yo-yo contest would bring you to all different places in the world, Sean. 2014, the tournament was held in Prague. 2015 in Tokyo. 2016 in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can leave that Which one out. One 2017 in Reykjavik, Iceland. Yeah. 2018 in Shanghai, China. Oh my god, I 2019, love that. Back in Cleveland. Oh, my God. And 2020, God. Budapest, Hungary, if the coronavirus doesn't kill us all. That is so funny where you're like, which of these doesn't belong in this list of city names? <laughs> Cleveland. Well, do you know why? Actually, do you know why it's in Cleveland, Ohio? Because, is there a reason? Uh, well, uh, uh, that is, were, is that, was that the home of Duncan? Duncan is from Middlefield, Ohio. So uh, that uh, is, it's total speculation. I don't know if that's accurate, but I can't imagine. Maybe they just really want to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know. Of all the places, yeah. Yeah. By the way, I, I still haven't made it out sidebars that I, I still haven't made it out to Minneapolis. I know we talked on the show. We said that Minneapolis was a cool place that we would like to visit someday. When did we say that? We said it a while back, Sean. I totally don't. We said it on this show. How did you that even come tape. up in conversation? We, t we were talking about the Mall of America. Oh. 
and one of, I, I think I said that I'd like to visit Minneapolis, and you said why, and I said I actually I heard it was kind of a cool city, and I stand by that assessment. And you said I again I say why, I think that's exactly how the yeah. conversation went down. But anyway, um, yeah, yo-yoing is a dying art, Sean. I agree. I don't know why you, you can't accept it. It's 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 a very cool, very I think it's fu- I think interesting it's, thing. I give it a lot of you know junk, a lot of complaints, but at the same time, I don't I don't legitimately have a beef with yo-yos. It's just like it's just it's it's like having a hoop and stick championship. It's like it's just it's an old tiny thing. It's like oh, I'm a hula hoop champion, and I'm like I guess that's interesting. But at the same time, why? Well, these days, Sean, yo-yo, yo. Do you want to guess what yo-yoers call themselves? If I will say, I, I while we were talking, I was clicking around online trying to learn more about yo-yos, uh, and there was a guy demonstrating them in like a karate outfit, <laughs> which I thought was kind of overkill. Uh, if they call themselves like yo masters, I'm going to be very upset. What, no. what, what do they call themselves? Uh, they call themselves throwers. That's almost worse. They're throwers. That's the that's kind of like the throw. That's the um, the hip name they use online in their their internet communities. For example, Reddit has a sub a sub page called R Throwers. Uh, they have their own fandom website and fan wiki website where they they refer to themselves as throwers. They have their own entire community, obviously on Facebook and and Instagram. Uh, they're the throwing community, the world throwing community. So, that's interesting. That's I guess I guess with the, the internet, there really is a community for everything. Yeah, that's how we have a show, Sean. We we're able to find these these communities. Oh yeah, our big community. And uh, Sean can talk about why they're dumb. Yep, and why I it's can a waste talk about of time. Why awesome. So, oh, look at these. Go on if you have an opportunity. Go on eBay and look up vintage yo-yos. Oh, these are these are cool. I will so say, Sean, do you, do you think you'd be you would you become a yo-yo collector? I would rather I would rather be a collector than like a competitor. Okay. Because I think, I think I, that's fair. Because yo-yos are one of those things that, because of when they came to market and came to popularity, and because of the general shape of a yo-yo having so much flat space on the outside, I think the art of yo-yo is really, they're made of all different materials, um, all different colors, all different patterns. Um, I do think collecting yo-yos would actually be pretty legit. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is cool. I'm looking at those classic yo-yos. Uh, which one? I li- I really like the Coca-Cola one. You see that one? Oh, I did see that one. Was great. There was oh, a awesome. there was a, a a solid walnut yo-yo. Ooh, a vintage solid walnut, which yeah, which looked I think very I just, cool. I just got to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Here's a here's a promotional Tommy Hilfinger. Duncan Yo-Yo. So. Yep, the original Butterfly Duncan from the 60s. They have a vintage Boston Bruins Yo-Yo that is like, it's like two hockey pucks with with the string that goes in the middle of them. Mm. That's awesome. 
Yeah, the glow in the dark. Remember those? The light up ones were cool as a kid. I do remember yeah. the light up ones that would flash as you did it. That was very nineties and very cool. Yes, that's uh, something that's kind of cool about the yo-yo is that it's almost timeless. Well, it's so you know? simple. It's it's yeah. kind of like that toy where you have to get the ball in the cup. Yes. It's just one of those, or a hula hoop even. It's just like it's so simple that there is something charming about it. Of course, the always the, like the, uh, one of the very typical idol animations for a lot of uh, early video game and arcade characters, just like them playing yo-yo. Yeah, that's what's kind of weird about a yo-yo is is I never understood the concept that you play a yo-yo or you play with a yo-yo because it's you just do it. You know what I mean? You don't. Really, it's not really playing. It's it's almost like a fidget spinner, where it's kind of like it's just an activity you do. Yeah is the is the yo-yo the like the the the, the ancient fidget spinner. I think it was certainly more dangerous than a fidget spinner because it was a heavy thing on the end of a string. Oh, a yo-yo ball. That's what the 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 cheater yo-yos that I called them are called. They're uh, called yo-yo balls. They're the ones that have a they have a spherical core and the, with the, with like a basically like an automatic reel. As you as you, like you throw it down, the core rotates counterclockwise and it brings the the yo-yo back up automatically. I just had to look is there such a thing as a like smart internet connected yo-yo yet? What? Why would you want that? Why would you want that? No, nobody wants it. But I'm just saying <laughs> that seems like something like on Kickstarter you would see. It's like it's got it's got Bluetooth in it and it connects to a phone app so you can track your yo-yoing. I think I would rather get this silver plated yo-yo from the 70s. That's pretty cool. Garfield yo-yo. Could you imagine if we actually did an entire episode about yo-yo ma? And then I invited him on at the end as a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, Yo-Yo like, Ma. Just appears behind me. That would have been awesome. But but he was unavailable, so... He was, that's right. Uh, due to contract disputes, we, we cannot get him on our show today. Dang. Dang. Yeah, these are pretty cool. Um, I always wish that I could do the trick, the walking the dog trick. That always seemed like the coolest one to me. Did you ever even try tricks? No, I, I never got that far. You I never, never made it that far. Because I, I just, yeah, it's it's just too, I don't know. I don't, I just, I don't, I don't buy the yo-yo. I gotta be honest. It's not a toy. This is not a toy. Yeah. It's it's, it's definitely like, a toy. It's not a toy. It's not I, a toy. What is? Let's see. If it's uh, not a toy, then what is it? What is the dictionary? A toy is an item that is used in play. But you don't play with a yo-yo. Well, then what do you do with it? You throw a yo-yo. But you're okay. throwing Let's, it in enjoyment, see so how then aren't you playing with it? Play is a range of intri- intrinsically motivated activities done for recreational pleasure and enjoyment. I guess if you enjoy it, really anything is playing. Yeah, I was going to say, I could crumple up a piece of paper, try to shoot it in a trash can. Then that would make that, it a toy? That piece of paper is, yeah, that crumpled up piece of paper. If In that moment, in that moment, I was using it like a toy. I think that a toy is, you can make anything into a toy 
if you play with it, like if you're if you're using it in a game, like this glass, if I'm using it in a game, like if I if I set it up where I I lay the glass horizontally and I have a like a I have like a toy truck go into it that that I'm using that glass in my game it's now it's a toy in that instant but then I can go back to drinking with it and then it's no longer a toy so if I enjoy it's like Sporky in the new Toy Story movie oh Dave, don't, don't spoil that? it I haven't seen that yet okay no I don't know if he lives at the it's, end or it's, not it's very interesting it's it, it gives you a lot of food for thought there's a lot of philosophical conundrums in uh in Toy Story 4 a lot more, of a lot of a lot of thinkers more than cars yeah, I would say more than cars. Yeah, because oh, cars, cars has a lot deals of... with like it deals with a lot of like they both deal with a lot of existential questions, but I think that Sporky deals with a lot more existential questions about life and purpose. We... Right. Whereas cars, it's more it's more like the question of like where did we all come from? Where are we all going? Oh, I meant I meant the broader philosophical idea of what is cars? Where do cars come from? How do cars reproduce? Oh, I, I thought you meant the Pixar movie. No, I no, I did mean the Pixar. No, no, I'm saying oh, cars, okay. the Pixar movie. Have you never like read any of the theories about cars? No, I, I, I think I get what you're saying. Like where why did where did all these cars originate from? Why are they sentient? And there's like Easter eggs in cars that imply that humans at least at one point were on Earth. What happened to the people? Right, because there's like How do you gas make more cars? Do cars have sex? I don't know, Matt. What I would say, they Sean, fall in is love. that they they <laughs> in one scene in one scene the cars are seen waiting in line to go into a bathroom do cars go to the bathroom these are the Sean, things you're I, not thinking about why I, I i think i think you need to write you need to <laughs> join the many people who have written pixar uh, wow yeah google some of this i'm not even getting into the craziest stuff it gets crazier so no, those, yeah, those, that's stuff that I never, yeah, never wanted. So that's why I thought about. you meant like in a world, are Very the toys alive? Can the toys communicate with people? Well, that's that's always been the are question. Are all toys right? alive? Like, what what's the yeah? Like, what uh, are the rules of that universe? Anyway, we're off topic. But anyway, what I was going to say is, so if I'm a hunter and I enjoy hunting, then is my gun a toy? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Matt, I'd say guns it is. are not toys. <laughs> just, I got them. I got them. Our PSA for the for the episode. <laughs> you know, Matt, this isn't a joke. Yeah. Uh, I, no. I know what you mean. And I know what you mean. I'm with you. It's it is a very it is a very broad question though. I would say that the yo-yo is a toy, right? I, I don't know why, what else it could be classified. No, you know as, what it is. The yo-yo is not was, a tool to solve a problem. It's it's got to be a toy. You know? I would say the yo-yo is not a toy. The yo-yo is marketed as a toy, and that's what made it a toy. Marketing? Yes, absolutely. I don't. It's the same with a hula hoop or anything else. I don't think kids would give a crap about if you if you. I guarantee you, right? Go to a child today, who has never seen a commercial for a yo-yo, never seen anyone play with a yo-yo which I'm sure is the common experience with most children today, and hand them a yo-yo and see if they have fun. Well, if you take their phone away first, that's the key. <laughs> you gotta, Grandpap's going to take, take away your iPod, and you can play iPod. with this yo-yo. 
Yeah. I'm trying to think of another something else that can be considered. Oh, like um, what was that? Like oh, pogs, I guess is another good one. Like they're only a they're a toy because people said that they are, right? But like think pogs about, are, they're just they're just cardboard circles. But you know people what the have interesting fun with them. But that's the different thing about pogs, and I could argue it's the same for Pokemon, which really isn't a thing. It's just a bunch of playing cards originally. What is anything, Sean? No, but the difference what between pogs any- and a yo-yo is pogs are head-to-head competitive. You play against somebody in Pogs. A yo-yo is a self-play activity. Not always. You but can you, compete in a yo-yo contest. But not but not in a head-to-head, well, high-octane... Yeah, I, I would argue that maybe maybe there is a place where you could do that. Maybe there there is some kind of game where you try to like knock each other's yo-yos out of each other's oh hands. Oh my god, I competitive don't know. yo-yo. We should invent that. That is that is not. I mean, it is a stupid idea, but it's a good stupid idea. <laughs> Where like battle bots, but with the yo-yos. Yeah, just like throw them at each other. No, but I do like the idea of like. You ever see the ho- what, those hockey skill challenges they sometimes do, like for All Star oh, yeah. Weekend, and they have the goal with the four targets, and you, they have to hit the pucks and hit the targets, or even in the uh, Pro Bowl, they do the same thing with footballs. Like I don't know why you couldn't have set up a set of targets, and you have to shoot the yo-yo out and hit the target. Maybe that's too easy. Maybe they I feel like have I could that. do that. That seems like something that they probably have at this yo-yo competition that we were talking about before. I would like to do all these tricks and stuff. Now that would be exciting. Have a yo-yo targeting. But the thing about the tricks is like, I don't know if I don't like sports where I can't tell if they're good or not. You know what I mean? Like you could put up five videos of people doing yo-yo and I wouldn't know who was better than the other person. At least in like, think of like darts, for example, while it's not exactly head to head, like there's a score I can keep track. It's kind of like figure skating where it's like, I don't know if you did good or not. Yeah, it would have to be something that would have to be judged by experts. Now, how do you become a, a expert in the yo-yo? I please tell. Is there like some kind of uh, that, yo-yo I, college I can go to, or like some sort of expensive course I can take? Judges for yo-yo competition. We're hitting the Google. Let's see. How to and become a yo-yo master? Uh, it looks like there are rules and regulations. There are judging judges at a, at high level competitions. How are yo-yo contests judged? Okay. Yo-yo categories are judged based on technique, use of music and professionalism. But how do the, how do the judges qualified to judge? That? I'm assuming that they're probably also yo-yo masters themselves, maybe. Or even better, maybe they're like celebrity guest judges, which would be really funny. Maybe. Uh, Matt, I just Googled how to become a yo-yo master, and it took me to this thread at yoyoexpert.com. How long did it take you to become good at yo-yoing? How long do you think most of these people say it takes you to become good at yo-yoing? Their whole lives. No, the average is like three months. Three months. <laughs> this, <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like most are like eh, two or three months and you can become pretty good at yo-yo. So, you know, what? I could, I could definitely see that. I could see that if hard. you, if you, um, if you like just, if you just spent pretty much all your free time on it, 
It's like anything else. You could become good at a lot of things in three months if you just you have to. The key is discipline. Matt, I think you, you should find quit. The time. I think you should quit your job and dedicate yourself yo-yo to becoming master. a full time yo yo master. It would be the perfect redemption. So I was. I always wanted to be one. Could you imagine? What do you think your wife would say if you were like, honey, I finally am ready to live my lifelong dream. I'm going to quit my job and become a professional yo-yo thrower. I could find out. (laughs) Can we do like a hidden camera prank? Because you know what's funny, Matt, is you're a great guy, but I kind of feel like she'd believe you on some level because I would believe you. She would absolutely believe me. You're just zany enough. I have no doubt. I have no doubt in my my mind that she would be like, (laughs) I don't know if that's a good idea. Oops, that, that side had video. <laughs> well, honey, maybe you should buy a yo-yo first and see if you like it. Yeah, yeah. She would probably say something like that. Like, I, well, I encourage you to follow your dreams. Maybe maybe you want to you know, start small before you quit your yeah, job. Try, try a few <laughs> things. Painting your whole or, life to this. you know, a few other things. But who knows? Maybe I'll be up on that stage right next to uh, the famous yo-yo master Takeshi Suzuki and then uh it'll have all been for for it'll have all been worth it you just had a birthday didn't you not that long ago last month yeah it was oh. it was about a month ago that's a so. shame because i'm looking up how to hire a yo-yo <laughs> champion to come to your party and don't <laughs> laugh that is a thing i thought you were going to get me one of those vintage yo-yos no, I want to hire a yo-yo champion to just show up at your house unannounced and do yo-yo tricks for you against your will. Oh, th- you know what? This is a very timely episode, Sean. All the kids are going to listen to this episode. You know why? Why? Uh, I looked up the latest in yo-yo news, and apparently just yesterday, YouTube king PewDiePie showed off his yo-yo skills in a comical Instagram story. It's dead. It's dead. It's absolutely dead. Yo-Yo is officially over. They killed it. Uh, And then the rest of the news articles are about Yo-Yo Ma. And uh, he did an interview recently. So here we go. Dazzling Dave. Yo-Yo champion will come to your birthday party for just two hundred and fifty dollars. Dazzling Dave. Dazzling Dave. 250 bucks, and you are required to purchase a yo-yo through him for each participant at the party. Wow. That's, and there, now that's a good business right there. And there may be a Smart. travel fee, so we may have to wow. fly him out to you. Dazzling Dave hasn't made, let me tell you. He's got a good gig right there. Just travels state to state, going to kids' birthday parties, making them buy his yo-yo. Smart. It's a smart man. Yeah. You know, Sean, it- we could have we done that. We could have been yo-yo <sighs> we missed our performers. Calling. Now, Matt, what's interesting to me is as I we do more and more research on yo-yo, a topic I really knew nothing about before we started, um, I'm seeing a lot of similarities between yo-yo masters and jugglers. So you, I, I, I wish I was making this up, but every yo-yo person I've looked up, it's like juggler and yo-yo master, blankety blank. Um, why do you think that is? Do you think there's a lot of, I mean, both involve throwing things, I guess. Coordination, I think. I think it's because of coordination. They both require rote 
skill cord in coordination. There has to be some kind of a talent in reaction time. I would say for both of them, they're throwing and receiving and timing. So I think it's just a natural overlap. I mean, it's very similar to like uh, devil sticks, baton twirling, um, hooping, which is where you toss the rings and catch them. Hmm. WikiHow has a how to use a yo-yo in 12 steps. That makes that's it way too like many. It's not a toy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a user's manual. How that's... to use. Yeah, like it comes with a manual. Nah. Um. Wow, Matt. Yeah. Wow. The yo-yo. You know what? I, 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 th- I think that uh, back in the day, there could have been a huge market for these things. There was. I mean, it I mean, was, was. It's, I mean, it's like, one there, of the best-selling toys of all time. Could have like went crazy putting all kinds of things on yo-yos. But could you imagine a schoolyard full of children just like throwing yo-yos? What a yeah. what a bad idea. The Duncan yo-yos always look the best. They're so round, shiny. Man, plastics, really incredible stuff. Yeah, it's 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 a shame. Uh, Matt, as we end towards, head towards the end of the hour here, uh, I, I do have a question to ask you about yo-yos. Yeah. Because if you remember, and no one does, uh, we started this whole show back when it had a different name and we were much younger gentlemen uh, with the idea that we were going to do every episode that lasted about three or four, uh, that we were going to rate stuff on overrated, underrated, or appropriately rated, if you remember. That lasted mm-hmm. for about five seconds. And I'm curious, Matt. The yo-yo. It's still in our Twitter bio. I know. I've really got According to our Twitter bio, that's what we still do. We I think I called it our patent pending over, under, or appropriate scale. Um, But Matt, I got to ask you, when it comes to the yo-yo, overrated, underrated, or appropriately rated? You're you're expecting me to say that it is underrated, but I think that it's probably appropriately rated for what it is and for how it's used – I'd say appropriate. I think it's it might have fallen out of popularity recently, and that's okay because someday it'll probably be back. It's like any other fad. No, yo-yos but, are not coming back. Stop that. I think it might, I think they might come back. It'll nope. be like digital yo-yos that you have to pay like a dollar every time you use it Should we in make like a, a microtransaction. Oh I'm going to look and see if there's a yo-yo they'll have app. Like, they'll have like ads all over them because everything is terrible. purchases now, to buy yo-yos? Yeah, everything's bad now, so that's what that's what the yo-yo will be. It'll be like a holographic yo-yo that you have to pay per use and uh, loot, there'll be like loot boxes built into it. Somehow you'll like, you'll, 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 you'll throw the yo-yo down, pick it back up and there'll be like a loot box that pops out with another, another set of yo-yo, yo-yo trading cards and decals in them. I, I definitely think we should make like an AR game like an Pokemon app, Go, but instead of phone. throwing Pokeballs, you throw out the yo-yo. And you just collect what? Pogs? You collect Pogs. Oh my god, the Shut ultimate up. 90 to, ke- to keep your we Tamagotchi alive. Someone's going to take our idea. Oh man. <laughs> the ultimate 90s nostalgia app. You get Pogs to feed your Gigapet. Your, yes. Your Tamagotchi eats yeah. the Pogs and then it grows into a Pokemon. Wow. <laughs> wow, that sucks. So and hard. all the while, uh, Backstreet Boys is playing in the background. All right. <laughs> yes. Wow. And 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 it's all sponsored by Capri Sun. And Fruitopia. 
Fruitopia. Oh, Matt. Wow. I think we learned a lot today about the yo-yo. Yeah. I think this we've said all we can say about it. Um, I, I mean, we talked for an hour about it, so that alone that was, is that was, pretty impressive. That was a good – that was a solid hour of, of yo-yo talk. Um, we'll be back next week with a, another episode of Up for Debate. Of course, you can find us on Twitter – on Instagram, on all the social media pages, no, Stitcher Radio, that's XP true. Nation Radio, that's not a thing. Um, Heart Radio, where else are we, Sean? We're on YouTube. The, the actual radio, AM 1053. <laughs> um, the Rock. The Rock. <laughs> you can find us uh, in your ears, coming at you on your commute uh-huh. to or from work. We're happy to do it. I'm Matt. He's Sean. Thank you for listening to another episode of Up for Debate. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.